Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Perfect game. Number 24 in baseball history. New leaders in the Central. Oh boy! Thursday Talking Baseball? What? <laughs> get your hands in. Just gotta get the barrel on it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Presented to you by Seat Geek, the geeks of seats. You guys know Seat Geek. Code Talking twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download the app. Code talking, $20 off. It's so easy to use it. Jay can use it. And you never know what you might see at a baseball game, Trev. That's kind of the the beauty of this sport. You might buy a ticket off SeatGeek. You know, could be anywhere in the ballpark in Oakland. And you could slide your seat up because there's not a lot of people there. There's a lot of dogs in the stand Tuesday night. Uh, and then there was a dog on the mound last night. So make sure you get your tickets through SeatGeek because you might see history, Trev. Counterpoint, if yeah. you go to a baseball game, you know you're going to see baseball. Oh, yes. So there's that yes. aspect to it. Well, sometimes you get there and, the, and it gets rained out before it even starts. Oh, don't so. say that. That's a good point. That's a good point. But they'll I probably like show some baseball in the video while that happens. You get that blooper reel, the sort of falls over at the All-Star game. Trev, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm good, and you yeah. know why I'm good. I had a great yeah. morning this morning. Um, special edition. Talking yeah. baseball Thursday. You're so famous that we had to mix the schedule yeah. around. I'm okay with it. I'm flexible. Yeah. Flexible, man. Although I realized yesterday, I played some golf yesterday. And I think that's my main problem is I got to get more like fully rotational with yeah. it. Like I got, it's it's a whole different thing with golf. Yes. And, uh, you know, I'm no, I'm no Nikki Cass. Like I don't suck like that, but I'd like yeah. to get better. I'm playing a lot more lately. Tennis has been giving my legs fit, so I'm trying to mm. figure out what to do now with my competitiveness. Uh, golf never has been that for me. I'm a leisurely golfer. I don't even put my scores in because I don't play any tournaments. I don't oh. even. I rarely play for money. If I do, I don't care. I won't even take any strokes when I probably should take strokes. Right. You and I don't me know are, how we got here. You and me aren't take strokes, guys. I don't no, care. What? I don't care that you're better than me at golf. Like, <laughs> let's fucking do this. We'll figure it out. Okay. That's I'll, exactly how I feel. Like, <laughs> I'll Venmo you that help. money. Yeah. Yeah. I realize I'm like, gonna lose. Uh, Trev. Yeah. I don't know why we ended up there at all. Uh, because it was a big night in baseball. Uh, a new leader in the AL Central. We're gonna talk about that. And yeah. Uh, we were planning on moving up this episode anyways, uh, because you're right. I am heading out to NASCAR Chicago. Um, whoops. And, uh, yeah, let, let's just do it. And it's, it's probably, it's going to be a little bit of a funky shorter app because a lot of the series aren't done yet, but man, Trev, I looked at the standouts and what do you do? (laughs) I got mine. What do you do? I loved your pick. I loved your pick because it's a team you've been hot on. That's called a teaser in the industry. I mean, let's just get into it and see where we land, right? Aim aim for the moon and land in the stars. Isn't that what you're always saying? Uh, I kind of like that saying. I don't like like the 
whatever. Yeah, I like that saying. Do we just do the perfect game now? Like, people are here for that, right? Like, we're making content. I don't know. Poppy, you got the freaking jersey on. Let's your just do the perfect game. Your team desperately needed something fun to happen. And it happened. You know what? I mentioned this, too. So, yeah, let's just do it. Let's do the perfect game. And the perfect game is brought to you by NASCAR. I mentioned it's the reason why we originally moved up this up. I'm flying out tomorrow. Shy City. Do you think about me now and then? Going out for a NASCAR. Oh, some good again. music out of Chicago, dude. Oh. Poe Pimp. Poe Pimpin? Poe Pimpin? <laughs> do or die? We're going to be at the first do ever NASCAR through the streets of Chicago. Joe's McFly snaked his way in there. Kenobio, sure. Uh, the Talking Giants guys, I know. It's going to be a ruckus one. We've got, I think there's some interviews with some some racers coming up, which that should be very interesting. It's like a three-day weekend event. It's through the streets of Chicago. We might be sneaking over to the Cubbies game Saturday. We'll see. Uh, but this race is going to be awesome. It's the first one, July 2nd, 5.30 Eastern, NBC. Again, it's not your traditional race. It's literally through the streets. It's the first time they're doing it. We're going to be there. If you're around in the area, come through. They've got concerts going on and stuff. It's going to be an awesome weekend event. Uh, and if you can't and you're not out there, watch it. Again, July 2nd, 5.30 Eastern, NBC. Uh, all right, so, Trev, let me paint a picture for you because I'm going to tell this story probably three times today. And then I'll probably tell it uh, a lot of times later in life, and I'm, I'll forget all of the details. So, last night, Wednesday night, Yankees coming off their worst loss of the season, by the way, to the Oakland days. Offense still not working. Still don't have real judge updates. Tough. Domingo Herman comes out. His past two starts have been brutal. Okay, Yankees offense puts up a couple runs. You look at the scoreboard, there's zeros on it. My night, stayed late at the office, you know me. Uh, Jess had dinner plans. I said, okay, you know what I'm craving right now? I want a Marv and some, a Marg and some MF and tacos. Because New York City, sneaky, not good at that. Having lived in Dallas, and you know, you're a West Coast guy, the Mexican food in New York City, it's not like top notch. We're not, uh, it's not king it's of Mexican It's kind of like food. yuppie I, Mexican food. Well, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like as, a, as, a, as a Mexican food aficionado, right. uh, you got to, I mean, here's a little secret. Yeah. You got to find like the Mexican people. That's, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and that's, no, when I, when I lived in Dallas, like best, best food you got that in the city, like I think if you go in the suburbs, I think if you go to Queens and some, like I think you can find the, the good stuff. But I'm in the city. I hunt out. Okay. A, I hunt out sure. a place with a good, a good outdoor bar kind of area. Mark, it's got Top Gun on with subtitles. We've been a big Top Gun original one. Which uh, original? Oh, gee. Okay. So I'm okay. at the bar. Marg, couple wait, tacos. Wait, 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 tacos. Marg, Top Gun, Yankees baseball. Yeah. So the, did you die yesterday? I might have. So. Are we- are we both dead? Game starts I had a at, great morning. You had a great night. <laughs> I had a great night. So it start, <coughs> game starts at 940. Bless you, BBD. I'm walking the streets. 
I see uh, a brother and sister from my hometown I grew up with. Hadn't seen them forever. Have another drink with them. Head back for the game. Okay, Yanks, we're operating. Jess comes back. We kiss each other gently. Tune back into the game. Yanks are up six, seven, nothing. And then I'm like, all right, should I like tune this out? Like, you know, should I get a good night's rest? I've got a big weekend coming up. I see all the zeros across the scoreboard and I go, oh boy. Domingo Herman, the curveball was curving. I think he got 21 of the 27 batters out with the curveball, which that's one of the crazy stats that comes with it. And then, man, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, and I think, you know, in a second we'll talk about, you know, the, the figure that is Domingo Herman and how to process that. Haven't felt, because perfect games and no-hitters are different, man, and we've had a couple no-hitters. Uh, we haven't had a perfect game since, what was it, 2012? And those in-between... Yeah, Felix, yeah. Those in-between innings, going from the 7th to the 8th to the ninth, and shout-out to the Yes broadcast, and, you know, we're affiliated with them, but this, this isn't sucking up. They canceled. They didn't go to commercials. Top nine into bottom nine. Uh, they stayed on the broadcast, which I thought that was really cool. They set up the situation, uh, and, yeah, uh, Domingo keeps slinging it. You know, everyone looks for the one play. Rizzo had a nice diving stop in the fifth. It wasn't out of control, like, oh, my God, how did this happen? It was a nice play. Um, and then there was, I think there was a 3-0 or a 3-1 count that was like, oh, shoot. Like, if we get the walk here, again, you go from perfect game to no-no. Domingo locked in and threw a couple good ones. And, yeah, the 24th perfect game in baseball history, fourth in Yankees history, Larson, Cone, and Wells. Uh, so, Trev, that was my painting the full picture of it. What, uh, what do you got for me? 52% curveball. Yeah. So, yes, the curveball was curving. I think he, I'm looking right now, he had 12 swings and misses on it. Um, that's what you want to see. You know, and watching, I didn't watch the whole game, uh, but now I've watched all the outs and stuff like that as the highlights have come out. He just wasn't in the middle of the zone at all, man. And if you're not in the middle of the zone and, and you can kind of throw your pitches where you want them, strikes when you want to, uh, present them as strikes and let them fall out of the zone as balls when you want to. Chances are the contact isn't going to be hard. So when you got weak contact and you got some swings and misses, I mean, this is kind of how this builds up. And yeah, like you mentioned, there wasn't exactly the spectacular play that you come to expect in situations like that. Um, but it it's impressive. And I, you know, I know people are going to say, Oh, it was against the A's man. And oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to be that locked in. And it was only 99 total pitches yeah. to throw a freaking perfect game. I think that's one of the more impressive things. How many strikeouts with nine strikeouts, I believe. Yeah. There was nines all over the board. Cause it was what? Nine innings, yeah. nine strikeouts, 99 pitches. That's one of the yeah. like things that'll be remembered with it. And then, yeah, to get the support of his team, get that, the, the lead and then cushion, it really, you know, allows a pitcher to settle in and kind of say, okay, well, I don't have to be perfect. So I can be perfect. It's kind of where I landed on it. Uh, like I said, you guys really needed that something, something to lift 
Yankee fan spirits up because the night before we have Joe's <laughs> McFly yeah. posting pictures of the 98 team saying, pop, this is the, this is the yeah. Yankees. I'm like, bro, you're down bad. If you're putting up glory day pictures yeah. right now. And so it like, are we going to like, look at this and say, this is the turning point in the Yankee season. They're going to go probably not to be honest with you. Cause they still need that guy, Aaron judge. Uh, but you know, anytime you can see something like this, it's, it's, it's pretty special, and I'm, I keep watching it. I have the highlights running right here. It's everything is. I mean, they're chasing, and he's just on the peripheral of the strike zone, and a lot of weak contact. So, snaps to Domingo Herman. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, it's obviously impressive. Twenty fourth. That's that always shocks me that there's only been twenty fourth right? game stone. A lot of a lot of no hitters. Ton of no hitters. Uh, and yeah, I ex- Kind of explaining to Jess because Jess was like, "Hey, you're up kind of late last night." I was like, "Well, it was a perfect game, like you know, only twenty four ever, like everybody out." She was like, "Ooh, she was in on it. She really liked the phrase perfect game." So that was so you threw your perfect game, and then Domingo <laughs> yeah, finished off his sure did. Game. Um, Domingo Herman's first complete game in, in the majors. Uh, he had he had one in Double A uh, in twenty seventeen, uh, and yeah, it's. I think the other thing, Trev, because we've had to address this on the nose for four years now, so I'll say what, what I've said. Uh, Domingo Herman did have a uh, domestic violence uh, situation in 2019, and he was suspended. I think it was, what was it, 81 games? It was like yeah, the it got, suspension. It got crossed up with the COVID year, too, so I don't, I don't know how many games he literally missed but uh and yeah we we were super tied to it i mean going back that was when it was talking yanks only so me jimmy and beebs me and jimmy were at the it was cc's gala was the first thing we got invited to (laughs) as media so we were like kind of in it but not really uh and then technically you were there yeah and then it it all came out and the the thing where we landed on because you guys know me pretty well by now being being the serious guy isn't necessarily what I'm good at but I, I like to think I'm good at being real and basically where I've landed on that situation is however you want to feel about it you can feel that way if if you don't you know if you thought Domingo Herman should have been suspended from baseball for life I, if you want to feel that way I. You know, I, I can't change how you think. If if you're a person that believes in second chances, third chances, fourth chances, you, you can live there. Um, MLB and the New York Yankees have allowed him to play and keep playing. And the glass half full is, hey, maybe believe in second chances and believe in getting older and believe in maturing and learning from your mistakes and being a better person. And maybe this is... This is the next step in Domingo Herman uh, growing from that and becoming better, and and maybe he can bring, hopefully, bring light to that in, I don't want to say a positive way, but in an awareness way, uh, going forward, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, it can be a good step for him as a person, and that's kind of where you want to land, and you hope that he's just not an awful dude and, and got better, but I, I don't know, Trev, I, you know, again, not, not my best lane, but it's, it's a part of the conversation. Yeah. This is not really the show for that. <laughs> I will say that accountability as is at an all time high, I would say like in, in, in the world. 
and he was held accountable and I hope he continues to be held accountable and learns and grows and never has it happen again because that's probably the worst thing that you could do in my in my book or one of the worst things that you could do um I'll leave it at that yeah uh yeah the the Yankee side of this is also Interesting, Trev. Worst loss of the season. Perfect game. Uh, you want to talk about an afternoon game in Oakland? That sneaky matters massive today. If the Yankees yeah. if the Yankees lose that, like it's all pop the balloon, it's out the window. Um, if it doesn't, you know you you've won the series. You're going on to face the Cardinals, who have been sinking and swimming. We're heading towards the the All Star break, which any momentum any team can get is good. And I. Uh, uh, the other, the other part of this that David Cohn said, this colleague, um, yeah, I love David Cohn, man. I miss, I miss him. I feel like I haven't, uh, you know, been around him. In yeah. A while. He's, he's been doing a lot. I mean, he does a lot, man. He's, you know, doing the ESPN broadcasts on Sundays and a lot of yes. Uh, David Wells throw through his Yankees perfect game. And he was kind of a polarizing figure for a lot of people in that kind of, again, polarizing for different reasons, but that kind of. I don't know, sent him on, like, a better path for baseball and person David Wells, that, that maybe it could be that for Domingo Herman, and maybe for the Yankees it can be people love pointing at stuff. And if you can point at it and say to go from the worst loss of the year to perfect game, and then if the Yankees head into the break and win, I don't know, 9 of 11 or something like that, people love believing in shit. So, um I don't know. A, a little bit of a wild ride last night, late on the East Coast. Are you going to do a burn through the American League, or what are we doing here? Because I feel like we're uh, you just the structure of the show. You just kicked it over. I just hammered it. I just hammered it. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> I think we throw it out. I, I think we go where we want to go because we we do have some big topics, man. Your your AL Central. There's well, a, now you want me now you just got to gush over your Yanks. Now you want me to talk about what happened in Atlanta with my Twinkies? Hey, we can table it. We we can talk freaking Peter Moylan. We we can talk we could talk Mets and Steve Cohen throwing press conferences. Like we this has been our biggest topics up in a while, and I think that's why we're we're flipping the script. So if you're ready for some Twinkies, we can, or I got I got other stuff for us too. Yeah, I mean, there. I, I definitely want to hit a few of the series because I feel like there are some big ones going out there, like some really like fun, awesome baseball being played. Uh, specifically, D-backs Rays. Yeah. First of all, aesthetically pleasing as all hell. Mm. I didn't think that was going to be the case, but like Whoa. Uh, the white D-backs unis with like that little bit of like I'm kind of colorblind when it comes. It's like I think it's like a teal blue on the. The letters, mm, yeah, hot, yeah, and the rays with the baby blue and Siri with the dreadlocks, hot Siri. But if you want me to just go talk about how my twins are two games under 500, <laughs> out of first place since God knows when, the Guardians picking up steam. What? Sure, let's do it, dude. So you don't go- want to talk D backs rays because <laughs> you just kind of did. The twins go down to Atlanta. Okay, here we go. And they get swept. In the end, they shut. I mean, this is where like it gets a little uh, murky for me because, like, I'm not the biggest fan of 
players only meetings. Like I like called one once. I got in trouble for it. I, you know, that's a famous Bob Melvin and me story. <laughs> um, so like I, they don't. I don't know what they do because you yeah. can talk about everything that you want to talk about. Sometimes there are issues. Maybe like if there's something going on in the clubhouse, where you know, like the Wander Franco situation, something was going on there. That if you want to have a meeting about that, someone's not trying hard or or doing that then okay let's have a closed doors meeting let's hash it out you got something to say to me let's just say it now bro i've had that happen and those are good ones sometimes you need that sort of closed door meeting when you're just getting your butt kicked and i don't think they had a hit with runners in scoring position the entire series oh oh for 23 you score three runs like that's not a what are you going to do in a closed door meeting? And I don't mean like, look, they got guys there. The clubhouse is fine. I know that for a fact, like nobody's fighting in there. Like they're ha- like everyone's working hard. I've seen it up close and personal, man. And the guys in there, like they're good. So I don't know what you can say other than like, Hey, let's just move on and keep going. We got 80 games left. Let's go be the best team that we can be. Let's continue on this path. Let's try to get some fucking knocks. I don't know. You hold the Braves. The best offensive team in the big leagues to 13 runs over four games. So it's just over four runs per game. You think you could sneak out a W, but when your offense is as cold as the twins is, it's, it's difficult. That first game. Great. I mean, the pitching matchups were electric here. I mean, Sonny Gray, Sonny Gray versus Spencer Strider. Amazing. Sonny Gray ends up kind of, I guess, staying in a little bit too long, gives up the homer to Azuna. I mean, it's a it's a two to one game at that point. They tack on a few extra runs there. Twins weren't hitting. I mean, Strider was absolutely filthy. He struck out ten dudes. I still can't believe how big his feet are. Yeah, it doesn't seem that big to me, but his feet look like fucking boat paddles or skis. I guess you could say. Second game, they jump. So this is when I gave Peter Moylan the scouting report on Joe Ryan. I was like, yeah, man, I gave him all this stuff. Boom, boom. Boom, 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 homer after homer after <laughs> homer. And like, dude, I mean, they, the twins, when they got down five, nothing or whatever it was, like, they just weren't going to come back from that, man. Bryce Elder did a good job. Bullpen came in and did a thing. And then, you know, what I've been, I guess the, the one takeaway, and, and like, I apologize for not giving the Braves all the love. I'm just talking about the twin sorrows, but that's just kind of what I know here. Right. Kenta Maeda with another like decent start. I think that's like a really positive thing you could take from this series. That splitter's still working really well. Um, he goes five with two earned runs after I think going five shutty against the Tigers in his last start. So you're going ten innings with two earned runs over your first two starts back. That's nice for the Twins, but it's the hitting man. It's always been the offense for the Twins this year. Go look at the starting pitching staff. The bullpen's good enough, but the Twins just haven't been able to hit. They have not got hot, and the Braves are a fucking wagon dude like they don't stop trevor i'm i'm glad you covered the twins because you do a and b it does stop there because they're not the problem in this series the braves hey is your team having a good month the guardians who just jumped the twins 14 and 10 that's a pretty good baseball month right the Braves are 20 and 4 this month. 20 and 4. They're nuts. They basically had an undefeated Rays April. By the way, they are tied with the Rays for the best record in all of baseball. 
The Rays team that was off to the historic start. Well, you know, can anyone ever catch them? Braves, 20-4 and four this month. I mean, we've got Kirby Yates. Haven't talked about him in a while. He comes in for a save. Why not? Matt Olson hits another homer, dating my daughter. Michael Harris had one of the slowest starts to the season. He's going now. Um, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr.'s on pace for what? Uh, a 30-80 season? I don't know, man. They're, they're a problem, and we knew they'd be a problem. And think about all the time we checked in on them, and it's like they kind of don't have any starting pitching right now. It's like, oh, there's, you know, Max Freed is hurt. You know, Soroka's trying to fight back. Elder and Strider have been incredible. Um, and now they're getting... They're starting to pull stuff out of their butt. Kobe Allard? And they fully expect to have these guys back. Freed and Wright and Strider and Elder. And, like, they're like they're going to get healthy. And it really doesn't matter. Like, you hope that comes to fruition and they have those guys doing it if you're a Braves fan. But right now, you can win games in so many other ways. Like, that's the thing, dude, about the big leagues is if you're a team that's set up and it's like, dude, we're, we play pitch, we're pitching, we play defense. And, like, we're going to score some runs, but offense isn't our calling card. Well, guess what? Like, when you're pitching goes cold, you're not going to win any games. Like, this team, if the pitching isn't there – I mean, they can score runs with the best of them. If their hitting isn't there, they can shut you out. Like, they have that capability. Uh, they can play D. Like, they run the bases. Like, they're it just something is going to be going well for them at any time. And when they all line up, like in June, you go 20 and four. It's, it's the best roster in baseball. I said this on baseball today i said they're the class of the nl dodgers uh, diamondbacks giants who else is there that i, mean, I have you to start give, like, you start getting right in, now trev that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole point of this you start getting into like reds and marlins which going back to your twins you know the twins are in that boat on a good day the braves are in a the I don't know if I don't. Here's the thing. I don't know if the twins. I I love the twins. I love covering them. I don't have them in the tier with the Diamondbacks, the oh, Giants, and the Dodgers. I, I was saying and the I was, Marlins. I was saying maybe Reds and Marlins, not the other. Sheesh. I don't know, man. Right. Right now, no. Right now, I do not have them in that tier. They just haven't been consistent offensively enough. And like, here we are. I mean, it's almost July, dude. There's three teams right now. It's it's Braves, Tampa, and Texas Rangers. They are in a class clearly by so? their own. Yes. You don't think Baltimore's in that tier? Hmm. It's an interesting question. I do. They're close. I don't know. Like, I, I love Baltimore. You've hear you've heard me gush since the second week of the season. I said I was wrong about Baltimore. That team is nasty. I just, Corbin Burns was in here, hopped on Wake and Jake. He, I asked him what was, you know, when ball players talk, they'll, they'll talk differently about teams. I was like, who's, who's the team you guys played this year and you walked away and you were like, how many, you know, that team's got a lot of dudes. He said the Orioles. 
So you might be right, and I love the Orioles. I guess when I compare them and the Braves, I still see two different things. It's it's they're hitting, bro. I guess, and I guess to walk all over myself, Texas Rangers and Orioles. I don't necessarily see two things that are too far apart. I think I guess Tampa and Atlanta. I I can't lump the Orioles with them yet. I'd love sure, to. I, 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 I think it's I think it's uh, uh I think Atlanta's the best team in baseball right now. I do. Yes, same. And then right below them, I would that's when I go Tampa, that's when I go D backs, that's when I go Dodgers and Giants. I'm trying to even think about like another ALT. I think I guess I put the Orioles in that tier and the Rangers, and then there's another tier. And then probably the twins are on the tier below. <laughs> yeah, it might be. We might it's be. tough for me to say, but that's it's the truth, bro. Like I'm, the starting pitching has been they're under five hundred. Great for them. Two games under five hundred. I want to. I got one thing, and then I want to. I think we talk a little race snakes quick. Um, Trev, you you were talking about the all around aspect of Atlanta, and I I've tried to think about the right way to put this because. We get so mad when front offices say the playoffs are a crapshoot because it they're wrong, but they're kind of right, right? Like, you know, you, you play three games in baseball, like, shit can happen. But yes. the, way I, the way I've started phrasing it is lottery tickets, but I'll, I'll start phrasing it as maybe, like, the ping pong lottery for the NBA draft or whatever it is. With speed, defense starting pitching, relief pitching, contact hitting, power hitting. Basically, if you have all of those as attributes, and this is going in my analytics binder, that gives you more ping pong balls. So yes, there's a luck aspect to baseball, but you can also create your own luck by the more talent and speed and de- all, everything that helps you on a baseball field gives you a chance to win, and that's what you're saying with the bridge. Right now, they have the most ping pong balls. Yeah, 100%. I think people started to say that because it's like you want to take it one step at a time as a player. You want to start winning series, and then you want to start thinking as it gets to it, let's win the division. And then if you're not in that position, let's win the wild card, and then we'll see what happens. But I do agree with you. There are teams that are much better suited to win playoff series than other teams, and that's kind of the whole, like, that's why we play the game. Two teams that you already <laughs> you talked about without talking about because it's very high-level baseball in this second game that went down. My goodness. Uh, Snakes and Rays have currently split their two. Um, you know, the offense going off early in that first game, Gallon and Bradley, although Gallon does lock in and, and give a Zach Gallon start. Uh Corbin Carroll, your boy Longo, who we we might discuss later. Um, (laughs) And then that second game last night, I mean, you know, top of the ninth. uh, One big swing by Josh Lowe, and uh, that changes the whole course of the game. And, you know, talk about lottery tickets. Josh Lowe, there's not much he can't do on a field. Uh, But like you said, you know, if there's a second tier of baseball teams, if it's Braves and if it's only Braves, uh, and Rays at the top, you know, my snakes snakes would be in that second tier, and there's some good baseball played out, out west. There's a lot coming on uh, one of the 
snakes mm. players later on in the show but yeah i mean that first game like you just see why both these teams are are so good uh carol three run home at a dead center like this dude has sneaky like sneaky crazy pop he is i went to a card shop yesterday um before we had a team party for my snakes at the bowling oh, alley i got nice. a, got some card packs on the open and then i i made a challenge i said okay whoever has the most strikes wins and i bought a corbin carroll rookie card mm. um so that was a lot of fun but i talked to the guy in the card shop i said give me like who's who's selling right now who's like hot who are people coming in to get he's like well shohei has like consistently been like our guy he's like but then now it's corbin carroll mm. like the kids are coming in they want corbin carroll stuff they're seeing what he can do on the field he's just electric dude so three run homer for him uh back to back with our guy hot boy christian i think i'm starting the christian walker as a hot Oh, yeah, boy. you're in Campaign. on that. Interesting. I, he bangs. Yeah. Like, not like traditionally handsome, I don't think. Mm. Never been on the bald thing, but like him and Longo are kind of like the ball bros. Mm. Doing it there. Um, 5-0 lead against Gallon. Um, or excuse me. They have a 5-0 lead with Gallon on Yeah, them. and the Rays fight back and they fight back well they scored two on wild pitches like like identical wild pitches zach gallon like change up down in the dirt which is like that doesn't seem like it's a zach gallon thing and then our boy jose siri dreadlocks he just decided to go john jaso on us how we mentioned john jaso a lot on this pod you bring up john jaso a lot he do he's i got, like john jaso a lot huh? he lives yeah. a, there's a little island in your head that's jaso it's like his life is robinson crusoe like what are we doing here yeah. <laughs> like maybe i'm a little jealous of the freedom that this guy has on the open seas what the <laughs> fuck i don't know i don't have that freedom he's gets he, him within well he siri gets him within one homer yeah. But then our guy Longo comes, extends the lead. They extend the lead even more. And then they win that game. Then the Rays, yeah, the Rays are second game. Great. It's a 2-1 game. Top of the ninth. Rayleigh with the single to tie it. Lowe with the double to put him ahead. Fairbanks in to shut the door. I mean, this is this. I don't know how Major League Baseball would feel about this being the world series, mm. but like, it'd be an amazing series baseball wise. You know, all of the ratings, they might not be hyped hype, but they would be hyped because you know what they could play the 1998 expansion team angle. Both of these teams, uh, were 90, 98. I think that's in the notes there. Yeah. That, when, uh, when did the, when did the Rockies come in? They Who were 94. I think that was their yeah, I think that was their first year. Played a year at who Mile did, High. Who did they come in with? I mean, is this baseball trivia now? I mean, Where's Chris Roseman? Uh, well, we got a producer. <laughs> Beavers, look up what the yeah, I was expanded in ninety seven. Where's where's our where's our <laughs> <laughs> just he's like, I don't even fucking know what you're talking BVD about. BVD wasn't alive for the Rockies. Um a note Patel on Marte had a great series. People are like, you know, we need to keep mentioning this guy. We do. What's that? Rocks 93 was their first year, 93-94. They played at Mile High. And they've been a were they success. like a solo expansion team? Was there an uneven amount of teams at that point or something? Big big Rockies episode. Jeez, okay. Uh, BBD, I've got another question for you. 
Uh, Jose Siri, who we've talked about in a fun way on this broadcast. I mean, double lollipops in the hair. Now he's, he pops on the dreads. He's got necklaces for days. He's dancing on your team. He's staring at his homers. Marlins joined with the Rockies. That's, uh, that's my bad. Jose Siri, 15 homers this year in 50 games. Seven stolen bases. He has an 836 OPS, a 128 OPS plus. BBD, if Jose Siri was on the Yankees, where would he be batting in their lineup right now? <laughs> With what he does. Yankees have kind of been one, missing a leadoff hitter. One, he wouldn't be allowed to play one. the Yankees. He's, he's got too right. much personality. Right. He'd be, he'd be hitting top three. Jose Siri has pretty much, he's mostly batted ninth for the race. Um, you know, some seven and eight in there too, but that just shows what they've got going on. And uh, yeah, also snakes, snakes were a pitch away. Uh, Scott McCook, I don't know how to say his last name, 22 and two thirds scoreless or something like that. And he's one pitch away and we'd be talking about how the snakes are nasty. It's a, it's a sick sport, but like I mentioned with those lottery balls, the Rays have almost as many as the Braves, and they had one more lottery ball in the chamber, and it hit. Um, I didn't know that Jose Siri's on base percentage is so bad, <laughs> but it makes it's like on doesn't brand. doesn't care. It's on brand. Like, oh, he... walks, no, I'm here to hit the ball and swing. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so we hit those. Speaking of ping pong balls, where are we going? We're playing Plinko on this episode. I love What's this up? Plinko. What's next, bro? I think what's next, Plinko. Plinko's the goaded, goaded game on Prices Right. Everyone knows that. There's a team that has jumped into first place for the first time this year that is an extension of our Twins conversation, the Cleveland Hardest Guardians. Hardest game on Prices Right. Guessing the value of the car. We have to like move the numbers back and forth. So we just did a little prices. Prices right popped up in the weekly dumb this week. Funky okay. episode. Go check that out. Uh, it, I kind of had one of those moments that I haven't watched it in forever because when you're a kid, you have a snow day or something, or you you're with a relative during a weekday that that's what's on. Haven't watched it in forever. Um, I always like the yodeler hiker. Game. Yodeler's awesome. <laughs> what about the putting? Putting people like yeah. in an athletic competition just really quickly out of nowhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like what? Someone, some of these people never held a freaking putter in their life and they're playing for a freaking microwave. Right. And they're so stoked about it. I can, I, if I hit this putt, I can win a micro microwave and then I can win a jet ski and a vacation to Belgium. Uh, I want to, I, we need to do some like docs on like people that actually went on the vacations. Tell us how they were. Were this, did you show up and be like, oh, I oh, probably wow. shouldn't have come here? Were they hooked Are up? Are they sending or... bad prices, right? Vacations? They can't be like five star stuff, right? I mean, that prices, right? Didn't do five star stuff. That's not the point. No, of it. but I mean, you know, you could probably get some fours that, you know, some advertising. I, I think you can make you can it get work. some deals. Trev, the Cleveland Guardians, Chris Rose will tell you in a little bit. They're in first place. Uh, they've taken two from the Royals, which a lot of, a lot of teams have. Uh, but two things jump out. Gavin Williams, top prospect. Yes. Uh, yep. He was one of those guys that could have easily gotten standout. Seven innings pitch, one hit, one walk, six Ks. Um, more importantly... 
And I think Guardian fans have felt this, and we felt it in our Josh Naylor all-star call yesterday. They put up 14 yesterday. Jose Ramirez, he's being Jose Ramirez again. Uh, Josh Naylor has been really good. Uh, Josh Bell with a big game. They put up 14 runs. A team that's felt missing from two and a half months of this season, essentially. They are now the first place Cleveland Guardians. A game below 500, but trending the right way. Great bullpen. Talk about Gavin Williams. I mean, he was top of the zone heaters. Nasty, just blowing it by people. Uh, interesting couple plays there uh, in that first game. Uh, Stefan throws the ball away. He's been really good for them. He throws the ball away like on a comeback. Or Chris Rose did not like that at all. Hmm. Um, but then Will Brennan double down the right field line and they're able to take that game. And then he mentioned the offensive explosion in game two position players pitching for the Royals. Yes, they're in first place now. And I like the twins are looking up at him like uh, as a team. You're, they're they're kind of similar similarly constructed, although I think like the twins should have a better offense, but the guys that they're paying to have the years aren't having the years. Jose Ramirez, he's gonna have his year at the end of the season. His numbers are gonna look great. Right now, the twins, uh, Correa hasn't gotten it done. Buxton hasn't gotten it done. Gallo hasn't gotten it done. Guys that they were kind of relying on at the top of their lineup to produce aren't producing I, essentially that's just like that is the problem for the twins and the guys that the guardians are paying to produce are starting to are, are producing and starting to produce even josh bell's numbers are going up Naylor's, you know very much so been productive especially in the rbi category so you you start to get these pitching the, the pitching down and you start to score some runs yeah they're gonna flip-flop and it's only they're only at what 500 or are they under 500? They're a game under. <laughs> they're in so. The first, so it's like they're not going bananas, but like yeah. they're just playing good enough ball to be ahead of the Twins. And I think it's going to be a dogfight between these two teams as the season goes on. Uh, the Guardians, I don't think, will run away with it because of... I mean, there's a lot of holes in that lineup. There's a lot of outs in that lineup. Uh, you could probably say the same thing about the Twins. So they're they're just... To be able to go on the seven, eight game heaters that, you know, good teams can go on. I don't see that happening for either of these teams. I, I'm not countering anything you said. I, you know, Will Brennan's been going nuts. I do think you, you mentioned, you know, the guys for the twins that when you look at that offense have to go and be that guy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Carlos Correa is really good, a really good hitter. What makes him special is the way he can play shortstop, the toughest position to play on the field. Um, you know, he's a career 825 OPS, which, again, really good. What makes him special is the way he can play the shortstop position. Jose Ramirez as a hitter, man, I mean, he provides something different. He's a switch hitter. The past, the past four seasons, he's been above 140 OPS plus. Like... That's it. That's the difference. He's he's been top six in the MVP the last three years. Like he is, he is special. 
I know we, we all you do the. Is he talked about enough? I think so. I, I think everyone who follows baseball knows that he's that guy now. But man, he he is a difference maker. And while they were waiting for some of the young kids to click, whether it's Brennan or Na- whichever, pick your nailer. Um, now that they're starting to go, Jose Ramirez is Jose Ramirez. He's led the. Trev, do what you want with this. He's led the league in intentional walks now the past two seasons. Well. Yeah. No, he's a stud, and he's consistently a stud. Like, that's, man, like, you give that guy the money because you know he's going to be money every single year. Mm. It's incredible what he's turned into. It's It really, really is. It's consistently a top, what? Five hitter in baseball. That's amazing. Right. Consistently <laughs> to be able to be in that conversation is nuts because there are some incredible players right now in this game and hitters go around the league. Check it out, man. Uh, but he's always up there. And I agree. I mean, look, the twins have a lot of, uh, a lot of their faith in Buck and Correa to like be that like superstar one, two punch. And Correa just hasn't, hasn't gotten there. Um, he's kind of just, whether, you know, he was struggling with the, the fastball early on this season, made a little bit of an adjustment on that. Um, we started the season walks and thought that was going to happen. Started to see some hits the opposite field. Then he started pulling some balls. Where, okay, it's all going to come together. And like I, I believe he's one of those players. Like the numbers will be there. So if I'm saying that, that indicates he's going to have a big second half. Uh, for the Twins' sake, I I really hope he does. Uh, you know, Buck's been kind of more of a mixed bag throughout his career. Like there are times where this guy is, he could be in that conversation for uh, you know, one of the top hitters in the game. But it's been streaky. It's been inconsistent. And right now, I mean, if you're looking at their team there's not one person besides ryan jeffers mm. who splits time at and, and royce lewis excuse me who royce is lewis. just yeah we love royce lewis he's been incredible royce lewis is just getting you know his feet wet in the big in the big leagues he has an 825 ops and jeffers is an 804 ops everybody else under under 800 and there's only a few guys in the seven so it's like yeah it's just not going to get it done. Trev, this bop around episode, it's a great time to remind people we will be bopping around Seattle. If you're going to be out there for All-Star Week, look at BBD with the graphic. Shout out to our guys, uh, Matt, Blake, Sarah, Gavin, uh, that help with our graphics and our t-shirts and everything. Uh, sick Sick All-Star Game shirts coming, by the way. We will be out there Tuesday, July 11th. We are hosting an event at Optimism Brewing Company in Seattle. We had VIP tickets sold out because everyone wants to see Chris Rose and Trevor Plouffe and Jolly Olive and BBD, and I guess myself. But there are still tickets. We're doing a live Talking Baseball. We're doing a live ref guest. that will be some John Boy Media content. So, hey, you know, if you're... If you think this is your audition, um, that's a scary thought process. So probably don't come in with that mindset. But it's going to be a ton of fun. We've done this the past few years now, third year in a row. Uh, There's a link in the description. Come on through. We've had a blast every year. It's such a good community of baseball fans. 
Uh, and we'd love to see if you're out there. So come on through. Trev, I, I think we do a final kind of whip around. There's one series of good baseball that I feel like we haven't touched. And that's uh, Reds Orioles. Hello. Uh, the other thing that I just think needs to be noted before we do a more traditional second half of the show Trev, some teams are digging holes right now, like the final holes. Padres lost two to the Pirates. Mets are Cohen's ho- hosting pressers. Uh, who was the other day? Mariners have lost their series to the Nationals. Like, we're in full-blown, like, everything we kind of said in a good way about the Guardians. Like, hey, we've kind of missed you this year. And you guys have landed in a good spot, and I hope that keeps going. These other teams, we've kind of missed you this year because we've been waiting for the go switch. And I don't know, man. Like, it's almost Trevor Plouffe announces you dead time. I mean, gosh, every franchise wants us to pronounce them dead. Um, I don't know if we like the Guardians. They've landed in a good spot because of the division. Right, still under five hundred. I can't. I can't like sing the praises of the Twins or the Guardian <clears throat> Guardians if you're sitting at under five hundred. Or fi- I mean, like get over five hundred, guys. Like that's makes me mad to be honest with you. Um, yes, there are holes being dug. Seattle with the All Star Game there this year, like the high hopes that they had. I mean. That just hasn't come to fruition at all. And, like, it's been consistently bad. I want to see what their record is month to month. I'm going to get it up right now. Get it up. I got it right here. Got a little something in my throat. Yeah, you okay? Water, a boy. One and one in March, tight. Nice. 11 and 15 in April. So you dig yourself a little hole, but then you get out of it in May. You go 17 and 11. Things are looking good. Hey, we can do this. 9 and 14 in June. Man. Is there a run of baseball still left in the Seattle team? Gosh, it's if I'm a betting man, I say yes, there's still a run of baseball in this Seattle team. Okay, let me like do you not? I mean, I know that Mariners fans don't feel that way. Let me rephrase it a little bit. Okay. Padres, Mets, Mariners. If you had to pick one of them that you're in on, like I think they turn this around, they go, they figure it out. Oh my gosh. Crazy, right? Like Mariner- I don't think I'm in I don't think I'm in on the Mets in that equation. Okay. Which by the way, if you told us that before the season, that's crazy. Yes. I agree. Um and then like think, do I have do I have like a great reason for that? Not really. They and like just, I probably don't have a great reason for feeling like one of these other two teams is going to go on a run. Um, I would say I, I would I would the Mariners. Okay, you know I'm an old school guy. Back mm. in my day, pitching they're first in WHIP in the big leagues from their starters. Okay, it means something, dude. Yeah, they don't walk anybody. Anybody, the bullpen's fine. Fourth in bullpen ERA. The whip's up there a little bit. That doesn't mean... I mean, it, bullpen to me is... Yeah, they got guys in the back end of the bullpen. Man. I think I'm going Mariners in that scenario. I mean, it's tough for me to not say the Padres, too, just because of the the name brands on the team. 
But if you're asking me and I'm coming up with an answer on the spot, I think I, I think the Mariners have a, a still have a run in them. But dang, they got a tough division and they're they haven't really shown that fight yet. It, if you asked me two days ago, I would have said the Padres, and they just lost two to the Pirates, who are coming off one of the one of the worst months of baseball. I, I don't know, man. I, all of these teams, it's tough to find it, but you know, in the story of baseball, that like one of them probably should like a. We'll we'll be talking about one of these teams as the wow that awful first half, but look how good they were in the second half. In my head, it was the Padres because they still. They've been missing offense. Like the defense and pitching has been good, and this team, their team's strength should be offense. But it's hard to buy into any of those three, man. Seattle hasn't hit. Uh, Julio hasn't been what they need him to be on that offense. And then I just looked at their schedule. They got uh, the Rays coming to town before going to visit the Giants. Some big boy baseball needs to be played. So, you know, get your big boy pants and go do it, I guess. Right? Doing some some digging. If you know, Last year on this day, the Mariners were 20 and 28, and six and a half out of a wild card spot. They're technically Is this in a when I pronounced them right dead? Now. When did Trev pronounce them dead last year? When did Mike oh, Trout... Oh. Drive the zombie stake through the Mariners that started go, their season. Beebs, you can go look I'm that a, up. I, I, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking. It was in June. I know that. June. I know sometime June they lost two out of three. It, it was just over a year ago, I believe. Uh, June 19th was the end of the series where they got swept. So from June 21st on. Got the you you have the craziest look in your eye right now. There were ten games. (laughs) I've seen that look a couple times. (laughs) I don't know. A lot of teams are asking me to do it. The Mets (laughs) fans have been the most vocal in my timeline about asking me to pronounce them dead. Uh, Yes, the Padres fans after losing uh, two to the Nationals. Oh wait, who's playing the Nationals right now? Uh, The Mariners. Mariners. Oh. Okay, so that's been yeah. recently in my timeline a lot. Hey, you got to do it now. I don't know, man. I don't have the same feeling. Okay. I don't have the same feeling. I actually kind of believe in this team. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that they hate hearing that news. People are mad that we were talking about the Braves and how good they are. They're like, oh, I can't believe the national media now is talking about it. It's like, shut up dude uh, you think do th- you think on national media like yeah are we the best show in the history of baseball yes but don't call me national media yeah. i don't associate with national media i don't sorry we're not and when you we're say shit like that it makes me mad trev my final notes in this area before we go to the next part of the show uh phillies have won their uh two games against the cubbies by the way cubbies be careful don't lose your guys' momentum. Marlins took two from the Red Sox, by the way. Uh, Phillies have been, I think, the second hottest team in baseball, depending how you knife it up, but they've lost ground on the Braves because uh, that's the division. But they've fully turned their season around. They deserve some love. Uh, and then, like I, like I said to you before, uh, 
you know, a series that could have rivaled for best series and two teams yeah. that I think are shadowing each other. The Reds and the Orioles comes down to extra innings on the final day. And, dude, there is just young talent all over the field. Orioles fans were mad we didn't talk about Austin Hayes more and our, our semi-deserving all-stars. He was the next. I, when we yeah. cut one at the uh, end real quick, he's the one that got cut. Ain't that it. Um, our guy Will Benson is, like, having big days at the office. Andrew yes. Abbott drops it again. Uh, they're starting to add Will Benson and all to the promos about the young guys coming up and doing it. The McLeans and the steers, like he's now, yeah, he's part of the group, which is awesome, dude. Uh, Abbott with another great start holds the, they hold, uh, the Orioles in that game to one run, uh, a day after the Orioles put up a freaking 10 spot on him. So, Hey, Abbott, you're the stopper Hunter green. I think is just, they just announced he's going to be out until, um, August. So he'll so be like, fresh. He'll be fresh then. They got to figure that out. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I keep saying that about them. But then they fight back, get that last game. And that's kind of like, dude, when you're hot, you win games like that. So shout out the Reds, man. Sorry, Gibby. That was not a great start. Four and two thirds, six Ernie's, but you're facing one of the hotter offenses in baseball. They were 26 and 33, and now they're 43 and 38. So are they 17 and 5? I mean, with the expanded wild card and that division, uh, that's enough. Um, and the other guy that we kind of leave him out every time, and he's by war, he's been their best player, TJ Friedel. Man. <laughs> I don't know. You, up, you and, up and down the lineup. Yeah, people, people are mad that we, you know. Everyone's talking about Ellie De La Cruz, and yeah, he's got all these, uh, you know, tools, and he pr produces the highlight plays. He's like, "There's more to this lineup than just Ellie De La Cruz." Like, yeah, everyone knows, dude. You guys are, you know, a wagon up and down right now. That's been your calling card. Like, the offense has been absolutely electric. It's been great, and it's been led by a bunch of different guys. So I'm glad you mentioned him. T.J. Friedel, three twenty, three eighty eight, eight eighty five OPS, fourteen steals. Will Benson now eight forty eight OPS. These guys bang, dude. Matt McClain's in the nines, OPS-wise. Like, Stork King, Matt McClain. Jonathan India dates your daughter? Uh, you know what? I'd be happy for my daughter. I'd be happy for It's a nice pull. I'd get it. There'd be some hey. weird stuff on the boat, but... Jake Fraley, you get mentioned on the show too. We love you, bro. Like, there's guys doing it up and down the lineup. We get it. We get it. Your boy Jordan Westberg shows up in this series for the Orioles. It's going to be a fun second half, Trev. And it's going to be a fun second half of this show. No ad. Buy a shirt. Boom. Next. Oh, yeah. Standout performances. Standout performances. The standout that I am going with, and now I got to get down there. Love Hold on. this for you, Trev. <laughs> we talk about back. my team, the Marlins, and we know what their calling card is. They twirl the pill. They got a few guys that can bang the ball around, but they've been missing probably, you know, one of their, not probably, one of their offensive cogs in the lineup has been out since for like 38 days, over a month he's been gone, and he comes back in his 
return, goes three for four with a double, three RBIs, two runs, and a hit by a pitch, and it is Jazz Chisholm Jr., baby. I mean, look, I think they're probably the most unsung team of the year. Like, we give all these other teams so much love, and we're talking about this team, talking about that thing. We're talking about the Phillies playing great ball. We're talking about Baltimore. Oh, my gosh, they're, like, in that second tier. Dude, Miami is, what, like, one and a half games back of Baltimore? They're 47 and 34 right now. Mm. Like, they're putting a hurting on these on these teams. They're winning series, dude. They win one-run games. They do it, man. They're six and a half back in the division only because Atlanta is absolutely crushing. I think they'd be ahead in every other division. No, they'd be they'd be one game back of the West. So they right now they have the third best record in the National League. And like the fifth or sixth best record in all of baseball. Third and best now they're getting record. back an important offensive piece to their team. And they have a guy named Joey. What's his name? Joey 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 Wendell. Yeah, Ugh. he's on the team too. So I mean it's it's, it's exciting, dude. I, I hope that they continue on this run and they make us national media members talk about them because they deserve to be talked about. Jazz Chisholm back. You're my standout. That's uh whew. Third best record in the National League. Wow. Uh Jazz is different, man. Adding Difference him, maker. Adding him where they're, they're at in the standings. That's one of those. Tilt your head moments. and runs right now. Let's, let's check back of that in a month. Man. Joey Wendell, a little four for four the other day. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. Sorry about you. Trev, if you want to get Chris Rose all sorts of baseball horny in a little bit, what if I told you what Shohei did on Tuesday might be more impressive than what Domingo Herman did last night? You can we we talk about Shohei quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, honestly we could stand Chris, to do it some more. Chris Chris Rose, you know, he starts talking Shohei. Michelle Rose, watch out! Uh, oh my God, Shohei Otani on Tuesday night, six point one innings pitched, one earned run. 10 strikeouts. He also hits three for three with two homers uh, in a game that the, he had the fortitude to win four to two. Uh, Shohei Mania for this season fully left the station with this start because what he's doing is insanity. And I, you know, we say that as many times as we can, and sometimes you still don't drive it home enough. He's on pace for a 12.2 war season. Uh, June Lee said he's doing, he's currently doing what Max Scherzer did last year and what Manny Machado did last year, if you combined them. Uh, Manny Machado was second in the MVP by himself. It's unreal, Trev, and I, I now talk myself in circles about you saying that he should be the MVP every year because, in a way, you're not wrong. I, I still think Judge should have been it last year, but it's hard to refute that Shohei shouldn't be it. <laughs> so, like, uh, it's unreal. And even Tyler Glass now on the Chris Rose rotation this week, who's, you know, 
uh, a freak show in his own right. On his best day, he's one of the 10 people in the world that can be Shohei Otani pitching-wise. He told Chris Rose, like, I, you know, people ask me if I believe in aliens. I tell them I've seen one. It's Shohei. Uh, What he's doing, (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how many times we've said this on this show, but if you can go watch Shohei, go watch yeah. him. Like, if he comes to your city, just go watch him. Even if he's not pitching. It's great if you can catch him starting and hitting at the same time because I think that's obviously where the mystique comes from. But just go watch this guy because he is he's going to be talked about forever in baseball. And, like, there's good players, like, but they don't get talked about forever. There's great players. They don't get talked about forever. Shohei Otani will be talked about forever. As long as there's baseball being played in the world, people will talk about Shohei Otani. Like, you have to realize that. So go see this guy play. Buy some of his baseball cards. Seriously. Like, <laughs> holy. Uh, I, I'm glad you brought him up. That was a great series. Um, you know, before he hits the two homers, or did he? The second game, yeah. Yeah, the second game. So the first game hits a homer off a cease that was loud as can be. Him and Lou Bob kind of, sorry, Lou Bob, uh, go back and forth with the homers. That was the walk-off well pitch. Moose is there. They stole two bases. How about that for Shohei? Him and Mike Trout double steal to set up the winning run. Love that. Um, So they went two of those games. Um, (laughs) But the narrative narrative has changed in in Anaheim. Yeah. For the LA Angels, they're keeping Shohei. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Like, they're going to go for it. I'm curious what moves they're going to make. Like, they have, they have, they have a good squad. If they, if, if they can get their pitching like synced up, like Detmers is fucking nasty, dude. That like, first game was on, that first game was fun, nasty. dude. Detmers and Cease going toe to toe, and your homers, your home runs in that game, Lou Bob, Otani, and Trout. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then even in that second game, like uh, the White Sox made it a game. Uh, Estevez gets the double play with the bases loaded up two in the ninth. Like good baseball being played. Like he, they need they need Neto back, in my opinion. I think he's kind of like makes them go a little bit more. Mm. Um, but yeah, good standout. I'll give you a little Jakey shower thoughts. Uh, Trout is one of the most unique dudes of all time. He he was like consensus best baseball player for a decade. There's an argument, you know, he's one of one of the best baseball players of all time depending how this winds down for him. And by the way, when I say winds down for him, uh I think he's currently, you know, 849 OPS. I think that's come down a little bit recently, but he's he's still Mike Trout. He's still balling out. Kind of going back to uh, you know, Japanese players' batting stance, and they win the WBC, and, you know, how, to, how do we teach the game and play the game right? I think there's going to be a funny moment, like, 30, 30 years from now, maybe 10 years from now, maybe a week from now, where we're like, yeah, you know, Mike Trout was the best player for a decade, and then, you know, Otani came over, and they were like, well, was he, was he faster than Otani? Uh, not... Not really. Otani, you know, straight-line speed. I think Otani, Otani had him beat. Like, well, he had more power than Otani, right? Went, no, no, no. Um, and so, wait, Otani pitched too? Yeah. It's just 
when you when you actually think of it like that, it's uh, it's fun. And I I think I'm going full Chris Rose. If there's an Otani start, I'm watching because it's it's that special. It's that special. Um, man, Trev, a lot of Patrick Corbin made the potential standout performance list. Yes, he did. Holy yes, he did. smokes. Kershaw, every start. Gavin Williams, can you tell me? Who's been a... Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Damn chalk. Bro, oh, oh, we mm. didn't even do a series. We're just, because the series are over. Yeah. For the week of June 22nd through June 28th, our guy, Louis Robert Jr., 9 for 26, 5 homers. He liked hitting in Anaheim. 7 RBI, 6 runs for a 1.2. How about Ronald Acuna Jr.? A lot of juniors doing it. 11 for 29, 2 doubles, 4 homers, 5 ribbies, 8 runs, 3 walks, 5 stolen bases. He passed Freddie Freeman for the most regular season home runs at Truist Park with 72. Uh, Garrett Cooper, speaking of Miami mm. and their offense, 11 for 23. That's a 478 average. Two doubles, two homers, six ribbies. Brandon Marsh, who's kind of been going all season long. Like, is he the guy that nobody talks about enough? Kind of not. Kinda Nine not. for 16, two doubles, two homers, five ribbies for a 1.6. So... He batted 186 with a homer and 48 Ks and a 500 OPS in 118 plate appearances from May 10th through June 18th. Not good. Since then, since June 18th, he's got back on the wagon. He's batting 600 with two homers and only two Ks for a 1.6. What's his overall numbers? Can you check that out right now? I guess I can get it up. Who do you want? I got it right here, guys. Brandon Marsh. Yeah, 834 OPS, 365 OBP. Solid, solid player right there. He's on the Infuego list. And then a starting pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, who I said can go on a run. Brian Woo. Yeah. He's got a nice heater, Two games. Man. Two games started, 10, 10 in the third innings pitched, only one earned run, 12 Ks. Doing it. For two weeks, and this yeah. is the list you want to be on, people, I'm telling you. My birthday, June 15th. How about that? Mm. Did you wish me a happy birthday? If you didn't, you better do it right now in the comment section. (laughs) Through June 28th, Shohei Otani. We mentioned him a lot. 17 for 47. Seven homers in those two weeks, man. Uh, He also pitched. Yeah. He went two and one. 19 in the third innings pitch with only four earned runs. That's a 1.86 ERA. I'm going to say that again. He hit 362 in these two weeks with seven homers. And then he pitched in three games, 19 and a third innings pitched, and only four and runs for a 1.86 ERA. If you think he's not the MVP, you are an imbecile. Sorry. How about Zeke Duran, though, for Texas? 19 for 45 in this time. Four doubles, three homers, five ribbies, a stolen base. He became the first Texas batter to homer on the 12th or higher pitch of an at-bat since Adrian Beltre did it in 2011 against the Angels. I like that. Long at-bats ending in a homer. The most satisfying thing you can have as a baseball player, as a hitter. Mm. Just talked about this guy, Reed Detmers of the Los Angeles Angels. Two games started in that time. He's gone 14 innings pitched. Divide that in half, Jake. Go. Not a math. Seven. Not a math guy. Yeah, it's seven. 14 divided by two is seven. Okay. 
You weren't listening to me. That, that's why I gave you that. 18 Ks for a .64. Only one earned run in those 14 innings pitch for a .64 and a .5 whip over his past four starts. Detmers has a 105 ERA with 34 strikeouts. He struck out eight or higher in all four of those games. And then to end off mm. in Fuego, how about the closer, Devin Williams, for your, yeah. our Milwaukee Brewers in six games, he's got five saves. He's pitched six innings, only one hit, seven Ks. That came that came after I saw him get beat up by our twins. Mm. Locked down ever since then. Shout out Devin Williams. Shout out all the guys that are in Fuego. Trev, I did zone out for a minute, and I'm sorry, I, but I'll explain why. A couple couple notes. Brandon Marsh, you know, been around the league a little while. Brandon Marsh is 25 years old. 25 years old. He might just be breaking out and being good. Uh, Reed Detmers? Reed Detmers came to the office, lefty, getting hot. 23. Yes. Yeah, the young guy. And to cap it all off, Brian Wu, who gets a shout out there. A, I'm going to invest in this a little bit. I won't be surprised if he ends up on one of your hot boy lists in a year or two. Good looking young fella. He's 23. I think I think those two years of major league ruggedness will put him in a real good place. Uh and I'm going to make a push. I did this on Talking Yanks. Brian Wu, 950 Twitter followers. Let's get Woo Woo Bear over 1,000. All right, I'm going to go follow him. Let's get Woo Woo Bear over 1,000. Because he's... And, and I can see... I need to see more pictures of him, but like I can see he's got the... Is this it, really him, though? That's really him, man. All right, it's yeah, he's followed by a guy that I know. Following, nine hundred and eighty fifty two. Hey, um, I missed a few things, and then I have to give my award because Chris Rose has a something happening that I have to get to baseball today. So okay. I missed that there is a month long in Fuego. Wow. There are guys that we want to talk about. Dal so we already I talked about that this week because we had to negate the series, and maybe if we're into the month thing, it's kind of a rolling player of the month. I don't know. Kind of love it. it. So the hitter is Shohei Otani. He went 39 for 99 <laughs> this month. Okay. That's a 394 average. He hit 13 homers this month. Had driven, drove in 26 runs. Not to mention what he does on the hill, people. Go see Shohei play. I can't stress that enough. As a starter, I'm going to let you pick real quick. Mm. Blake Snell, Blake Snell, five games, 31 innings pitch, three earned runs, 0.87 ERA. 53 Ks in those innings mm. in 31. Or Yuri Perez, also five games started, 28 innings pitched, only one earned run in mm. 35 Ks for a .32 ERA. Who are you picking? I love Snell. Um, I, <sighs> Snell. Snell got my award a couple weeks ago. I'll go Yuri Perez, dude. The kid, I, I just mentioned a couple age. He's 20, right? So He's 20. He's that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. And then this one is the winner of the reliever of the month sure. is uh, Emmanuel Classe. He's got seven saves, 11 and a third innings pitched in those saves. Zero earned runs for a zero ERA, 15 Ks. He is 
filthy. And a big reason why the Guardians flopped my twins. I'm going to put something into the ether. I don't believe or know if it's going to happen. You know, some playoffs would have to take place. What about a little Braves-Marlins playoff series this year? And Love it. Yuri Perez, Sandy, um, and then, you know, pick your poison between Cabrera, Braxton Garrett. Um, it probably won't line up that way. Lizardo. Because they're going to have to go through a wild card and then play the Braves who have had a bye. Why not go through the wild card? Why not? Um, um, Biebs hit it. Do you, if you're a coach, do you put the pencil here or are you behind the ear guy? I'm a behind the ear. Me too. This is yeah. not it. That's not me. the look. No, it's not the look. Let's try, let's try hard. All right, guys. I'm giving um, your favorite player's favorite player award. Um, this is a guy who, if you know the show, you probably already know who I'm going to talk about because he is like my idol on the baseball field. And I've had plenty of mentors. Um, Justin Morneau, big factor in my career. Joe Maurer, big factor in my career. Josh Willingham, huge factor in my career. Guys that I leaned on that I played with. But if there was one guy that I like looked around the league and just wanted to be like, and I still like want to be like this guy. And I don't envy a lot of people, dude. I don't. I love my life. I yeah. Like I'm I'm happy, man. But like I like want to follow this guy's model. It's Evan Longoria. Like the the consistent consistency that he's had playing ball. Like he can still play a great third base. He's hitting the ball really well this year. Right now. Uh, he's got the 871 OPS, bro. He's slugging 569. Longo doing it. And he's not a youngin. No. He's, how are you only 260 days older than me? Oh my gosh. I thought you were way older than that. <laughs> 37 years old right now, still doing it. This is why I envy him. He's in great shape. He did something when he homered um, against the Rays that put him in a category. Only 70 people ever to play the game have homered against all the other teams in the league. He accomplished that. Now, I don't know another guy that's more universally liked around baseball than Longo. Like, talk to anybody. Like, they're like, yes, Longo was guy, guy, great teammate, has been doing it for so long. He's in the Rays Hall of Fame, no doubt, like statue guy type player for the Rays. I'm going to throw out there, like, he's like close to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And in my Hall of Fame, he's in. Like, he's 59 career war right now. Go check out, like, guys like Harold Baines, who I don't, he's in the Hall of Fame because of longevity. He played a long time. I think he's got like a career 39 career war or something like that. Yeah. Longo has that working for him 342 homers he's almost at 2000 hits like i know those numbers aren't like the traditional hall of fame numbers but again i'll keep saying we need to stop thinking about the hall of fame like that because it's just not how it goes anymore like the specialty pitching is different now like you know uh guys have shorter careers because of the way front offices think about dollars and where they can find the values like it just doesn't happen longo's been able to have a long career but like he's on the cusp of the hall of fame 
He's one of my favorite players. And yesterday, to top it all off, not only to become the 70th player to hit a home run, home run against all the teams, which I think is just like awesome, um, he sent our team, the Snakes, who won the championship, a video mm. saying congratulations. And we played it for the boys, and they were so fired up, dude. Like big leaguer Evan Longoria. And I've been like telling him, like, this isn't my guy. So they were so fired up, sent a great video. And I just like, man, like there's just no one better than him. I love him. Wanted to give him my award. Your favorite player's favorite player award goes to you, Evan Longoria. You freaking beautiful stud. He's handsome too. He's been on my hot boy list. Yeah. Snakes on snakes on snakes. Trev, the I thought it was 69 players. The fact it's 70 still cool. Um, you know, put put that one in your pipe and smoke it. We've been saying that a lot recently. And yeah, man, it, Trev, there's something to getting old that I'm starting to appreciate a little bit that Evan Longoria yeah, style too. Like everything this guy does is legit. He 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 he's a fan of our content too. He's come to the content house. He's commenting on everything. Sometimes it's mean. He likes Joe. He doesn't care. Yeah, oh, he loves Joe. He lets it fly on social media. That's great, dude. Uh, I'm telling you. You know, he you turn 30 in sports, and once you turn 30, you realize a little bit what that means. Uh, and, you know, those 30, 31 through 34, you know, he's like a league average player, which what you're saying, you know, before 30, this guy is a Hall of Fame, perennial all-star candidate kind of player. The last three years, whatever was in the water in San Francisco, uh, whether it's rest or taking care of your body or whatever it is, the last three years, he's been uh, an 813 OPS hitter. He's got an 871 OPS this year, leading the baby snakes around. Uh, the fucking snake charmer, Evan Longoria. He is, I guarantee you, talk to people in that clubhouse, and they'll say he's a massive reason uh, why they're where they're at. Yeah. Like the prep work that he does, the leadership that he has, just the demeanor that he has. I'm Sometimes I'm going to tell people on our show to go root for certain players because I, I just know they're good people and do things the right way. This is the guy you root for. I mean, he looks so good in that uni too. It's good looking guy. If you're a ball player, model yourself after Evan Longoria. That's the bottom line. Trev, I'll go quick. I know Chris Rose needs you, but you're, you're going to like this fun fact real quick. Cause we miss this series. We miss this team. And this is a team that we're not always the most uh, popular with. Uh, but I'm going to give out uh, <laughs> not your ball player's favorite ball player, but uh, a favorite ball player to a lot. Uh, I think we've got some content coming out soon. And this was from a fanatics list, and I we think it's right, and there's no reason to really think it's wrong. Number one selling jersey in baseball is, is Shohei Otani, um, and mm. that adds up uh, for a lot of different reasons. Any guess Ooh, who's num guess number two? Any guess who's been number two? I think this is from the start of 2022. Start of 2022. I, be I believe. Things. I believe. This was, we got ice got involved, so sometimes the sources aren't great, but I, <laughs> I, I believe in them. I think they did good. Yeesh. Yeah. Tough question, right? My guess would yeah, have been judged, question. but I don't think we're talking about it. It is not judged. No, no, no. It's not Jazz, although I thought maybe that could be him. Not jazz. Um, Cover boy. 
Hit me, bro. Wander Franco. Sometimes we get. Sometimes in baseball we can get bored That's of stupid guess. That's a. Stupid it's an awful guess. guess. Sometimes oh, we get bored of. Jersey. Sometimes we get bored of the same stuff. Uh, this guy had, you know, one of his top two or three seasons last year. This guy won the World Series. This guy had a a nice night the other night, beating down the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, Jose Tuf. Altuve. Jose. You gave us a Altuve. little hint there. I should have got that. Sometimes, man, we uh. We we get caught up in the new pretty thing and, and this this that and the other. <laughs> Altuve eight forty six OPS this year since he's been back, um, and you know winning the World Series helps sling some jerseys and stuff. Wasn't a big Astros episode. My short king Altuve slinging jerseys. By the way, there might be another Astro on that list. We've got a video coming out on it soon, uh, but we didn't cover that series. Altuve had a big game the other day. He's back, and it's been the lurking monster all year, right? Are they? Where, when's Jordan coming back? When's Houston going to join the party? They will, and Altuve will be there right in the thick of it, and he's doing it again. So, hey, a little bit of a funky episode. Thursday, bouncing around the room. Big NASCAR weekend. Go check out Trevor. And Chris Rose on baseball today. Trev, have a good weekend. Chick sucks. I love you. I love you like Longo. I love you like Longo. Man, if the three of us ever went out together, look out. Keep your girl close. (laughs) Not going to do anything. We're all happily married. (laughs) That's another thing I love about him. Happily married. Got kids. He's about it. Brings them to the park. Adam LaRoche.